0: welcome to episode 24 of my podcast the view from the crow's nest and today's episode is going to be a bit of a review um, of a few things that i've been reading or watching recently um and as you know if you've listened to this podcast a few times before um part of the reason i do it like this is because i want a record of um you know of my daily thoughts and what have you and i figure that if i make a note of the books that i've read then i'll have a an index, a database I can search through uh, by a keyword, by the name of the book, and find out what I thought about it, and indeed if I've read it before, etc. Um, and my thoughts on it, which may change over time. So, to get straight down to it, I just finished the book One Million Followers by Brendan Kane, um, And I found it pretty good. Um, I think that he... I think that he assumes too much technical detail from the read. Like I think you need to have a bit of a grasp of general social media marketing and advertising before you'll get the full benefit from it. I think he kind of, he gives you tactics for most of the social and the main social networks um, and some general tactics and ideas um, rather than necessarily a plan in terms of, you know, do this week one, do this week two, etc. So it's more of a, not disjointed, but a collection of different chapters. Here's one on YouTube, here's one on Snapchat, here's one on Instagram, etc. Um, but, you know, it goes down to a bit of a nutshell. Uh, you can kind of compress it into the idea of to grow rapidly, you need great content. You, or to grow rapidly, to grow followers rapidly or your audience rapidly, you need great content. You need people to want to share it. Uh, you probably want to pay for ads in order to boost the number of people who are seeing the various posts that you're doing and you want to leverage influencers or people who have larger audience and this is general business principle, you know, joint ventures or um, the like. So pretty much that's what you can condense it down to. There is some value, though, for individual tactics, so if you're interested in social media marketing, then you should probably check it out. And then, after I finished that, I just started reading Body of Work by Pamela Pamela Slim. And the reason for reading this, I wanted to find a book, and this is part of my new kind of approach to books. I read quite a lot, um, and oftentimes I'll read something which makes total sense and seems really cool, but actually is not of massive practical use to me in that moment because I'm not necessarily working on whatever the subject the book is covering. So now it's taken me enough years to realise this, but now I'm focused on reading books that solve a current problem that I've got or I'm about to tackle. Um, And that might involve me doing a Google search or an Amazon search to find the best book in that category, etc. So that's what's led me on to Body of Work by Pamela Slim. And the concept of it is that one of the things that often you're told when you're building, particularly, again, social media um, posts and audiences and what have you, but generally in business, is to find your kind of authentic self, to find your story, to find the um, mountain of value that you're sitting on, the thread that weaves through what you've done, so that you can start presenting yourself as as an expert in that particular niche, which only you are in because only you have led your life. But it's kind of slightly like focus on the one thing, you know, phone your one thing niche. And I've always found it a bit challenging because I have so many different kind of outlets and I don't want to choose between them. You know, one day I'm a songwriter. Another day I'm an author. Another day I'm a CEO of a business. Another day I'm a marketeer. And I love all of these things. You know, I really do. Another day I'm a world schooler and what have you. So... I wanted to see if there was some way of connecting a thread of my story so that I could understand that kind of path and um, what makes me tick even more and then be able to put that across better to people, to you guys, to anybody who wants to listen to me. Um, It might inform my business decisions, it might inform my artistic decisions, etc. So I found this book and I'm 25% in and frankly it's not done anything of use right now uh not to say it won't but the exercises that she's given so far are all pretty standard kind of you know five or six questions to help you uncover your you know your passion or whatnot you know if you had one year to live what would you spend that year doing kind of thing um you know useful questions but i was hoping for a little more depth a little more insight than just kind of stuff that you know Anthony Robbins was writing about 20 years ago and, you know, Napoleon Hill was writing about 100 years ago or whatever, you know. So, so far, not too impressed, but we'll see. We'll see whether that changes. Um, So those are the books that I'm kind of finished and just starting on. Um, And that moves on to the next subject of what I've just been watching. And again, this is more a note to self, but um, Blade Runner 2049... I've been watching a fair amount of films recently because that's one thing I also love and I want to make films. Yep, I told you I was diverse. I want to be a director as well. Um, And I've cussed pretty much all of the films that I've watched because they've just been really uninventive and unimaginative and basically shit. Um, So I'm not a huge fan of the original Blade Runner. It's a good film, but um, it's a bit too, I don't know, stylized, arty. I don't know. I think it's Ridley Scott and I I do like Ridley Scott. But, um, so my, my thought was with Blade Runner 2049 is that it's just too slow, too many lingering shots. I I blame the edit actually on this one. There's far too much, um, hey, this is a nice shot. Let's hold the camera on it for 15 seconds to give it even more meaning, but that's fine for one or two shots. But when the whole film is like that, it's kind of like, okay, so it, it tries to really give, um, Atmosphere with this, and to a degree, it succeeds. But I think it's a bit too much. But it's certainly an interesting film, and I wouldn't put it in the category of shit. I'd probably put it in the category of you know, you watch it once, you're probably not going to want to watch it again. Um, but you know, that's fine. Um, so that's my little review, um, you know, reviews of reviews today. On a, another note, uh, recently I've just soft launched my marketing agency on digital marketing agency, Audience Ninja, and. Um, in the past, I've done some work with a wonderful gentleman, a songwriter who's had a bunch of hits um, called Winston Seller, and um, I have consulted. He has some clients, some musicians, and in the past, um, I've consulted on marketing with those guys one-on-one, done sessions, and um, he, we've been speaking very recently, and he just said, ah, oh, just yesterday, he said, oh, I've got um, a friend in Atlanta who's got a label, she's got a couple of music clients. And um, she's looking for somebody to help with the marketing, I think. I don't know too much more about it, but I just think how funny it is that, um, you know, just when I'm about to put quite a bit more time into the agency and really building it and, um, you know, bringing clients on board and whatnot, um, somebody who I haven't spoken to in months and months comes to me with, oh, I've got a couple of potential clients for you. Don't know whether that will lead to anything, not because I don't trust the connection or what have you, but just because... You never know what the client actually wants, if that's a service that I either can or want to deliver. Um, so we'll see. But it's just funny how the universe is like that. So maybe these are going to be the first two official clients of uh, mine. Well, I say official, actually, I've done a fair amount of work under Audience Ninja, but all of it's just been kind of word of mouth rather than me really doing much with the brand. So we'll see. Um, so, as I say, it's a bit of a review episode today. Um, Oh, that was the other review part. Yes, the big, the other one. This morning I had my first um, ever session with a personal trainer. So I've trained in martial arts um, off and on, but mostly on for a lot of my life. And, um, you know, that's kind of kept me fit and kept me in shape. But more recently, particularly in the last year, um, I haven't been training uh, at any schools. And I've done conditioning and sessions like that and trained at home. But I've found it difficult to motivate myself and blah, blah, blah. And um, my wife has been using this personal trainer for the last month or so, a bit longer probably. And uh, she's really happy with him. So I thought I'd give him a go. He comes with um, highly recommended by my wife. So we had the first session today, this morning, and I was a bit um, anxious about it. And I can say he's very good, good attention to detail. I like, he's a nice guy and uh, I'm definitely going to stick with him. And I I think there's going to be some good results. He's a specialist in calisthenics which is body weight exercises. So my goal is to be able to do things like the planche, or planche, I'm not sure how you say it, planche, is it French, but uh, human flag, that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, pretty high level stuff, but it, you've got to have a goal to work towards. Um, but what's, what made me laugh is he said, you know, how are you? And I said, well, my conditioning's not too bad, but um, you know, my weakness is my CV, my cardiovascular, you know, I don't train it and I always shy away from it. And I don't particularly like it. So he said, well, today we're just going to go through a few exercises, just very basic, just to see where you're at, etc. So it's, you know, very light today. And we got to the very last exercise and the last 10 seconds of it, I was feeling a little bit fatigued. I was like, nah, I should be alright." Got to the end of it, he said, "Okay, let's uh, finish now with some stretching. And he's like, stand up. I was like, "Uh, I don't think I can. And now I'm feeling a bit sick and a bit faint let me lie down and in the end after about a minute of me kind of like moaning on the floor i was like oh, i'll call you back and turned off the call because it's on a video the guy is a moroccan guy based in russia at the moment um and so i was lying on the floor for about 20 minutes sweating profusely i mean it was about 30 degrees but um basically yeah I, I i came myself too hard and my cv's rubbish so i did promise yesterday i would report back on my experience and um it was good, but, um, yeah, it was uh, it took it out of me. So we'll see in the next couple of days how I feel, and then I'll do another session later this week. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting in shape, and it's lovely to have somebody tell me, do this, do that, rather than me have to figure it out from books or YouTube or, you know, my own exercises, which I know pretty well. But equally, if you do the same routine again and again, it, it, it benefits you to a degree, but I believe that um, it doesn't benefit you, to the degree that a more varied exercise regime exercise plan will and having somebody on hand who specializes and tailors it to your um, you know bespoke to your ability in that moment i think is probably going to get the best results but we shall see so that's uh that's this episode done and dusted with if you've been listening this far thank you very much you're a champion an absolute champion um, i haven't talked about music projects or other things so i will do that in the next few days Because they're about to uh, come to fruition. So very exciting to bring those to you. If you're about on Twitter. Come and say hello. At Romeo Crow. I'd love to speak to you. I'd love to say what's up. And I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. I hope you're very well. Take care of yourself. Have a lovely morning. A lovely afternoon. Evening. Or night. wherever you are in the world. Take care. Toodles.